A fat man across the street wasn't having as much luck. He was on his back, throwing ineffective punches at a face buried in his abundant abdomen and uttering plaintive gurgles that may or may not have been pleas for help. The crazy man he tripped picked up on the sounds and suddenly dashed across the street. He threw himself down beside the other lunatic, and Mason suddenly felt like he was watching a scene on Animal Planet where two lions shared a carcass. The two madmen snarled at each other, growling and gnashing their teeth. Then they both bowed their heads and resumed their meal. A little man raced down the street in the opposite direction. He was stumbling awkwardly, flailing his hands in front of him. There were three people on his tail, two men and a middle-aged woman. Just then, the little man stumbled over a curb and went down. He groped along the ground for a few yards and finally began to climb to his knees, but one of the men was on him just that fast. The creature tore at the man's ankle with his teeth, but the man managed to deliver a solid kick to his assailant's face and climb back to his feet. Hobbled now, the others were able to close in on him like jungle predators. Mason took a few faltering steps forward, but there was no point in trying to help. The man ran directly into the back end of a parked car, and as he pawed desperately at the obstacle, the others attacked. He fell to the ground under their weight, and the attackers ripped into him like a starving family of hyenas. In seconds, his guts were exposed and hung from his abdomen like a string of fat, greasy sausages. Suddenly, a car skidded around the corner and roared through the scene. The sound was such that it attracted the attention of every insane creature in the area, and they all rose to their feet and charged headlong at this new sound. A woman came out of nowhere, waving her arms and yelling at the car to stop, but it didn't. It raced past Mason and headed straight down the middle of the road. The three who had taken down the little man raced toward the sound, and the car swerved directly into them. The man fell away to either side, and the woman bounced up and over the hood, cleared the roof, and crashed down behind the car. An arm reached through a side window of the car, someone inside whooped crazily, and the car sped off around the corner and out of sight. The woman's skull had been dashed to pieces with the impact so she would never move again, but one of the men had suffered only a broken leg, and he climbed awkwardly to his knees and listened. The woman who had screamed for the car to stop was still stumbling down the street, following the receding echoes with her arms extended in front of her. As her shoes clicked loudly on the pavement, the injured man took to stumbling after the sound. The woman bumped into the side of a building and took to groping along the wall toward the far corner. Then she rounded the corner and was out of sight, and the last Mason saw of the lunatic with the broken leg was when he hobbled around the corner after her, following the sound of clicking heels and soft plaintive sobs. Behind him, the other man who'd been struck by the car followed at a distance, back broken, but dutifully crawling along on his elbows, gnashing his teeth and dragging his useless legs behind him like a grotesque pull toy. Mason thought he must have awoken into a nightmare. This can't be happening, he kept telling himself. This can't be happening. This can't be happening. But there was no denying it. It was happening. And it was happening all around him. A scream came from an open window across the street. As Mason watched, two dark forms converged, a splash of blood colored the fine lace curtains, and the screams died away as the dark figures sank from view. Another scream from down the street ended in a squelched gurgle. A man emerged from an alley a block away, staggering like a drunk and holding his intestines in his hands. Three different people came from three different directions, converging on the man and bringing him down like a wounded water buffalo. 
and all the while Mason stood against the wall of his building, frozen like a statue, and breathing in shallow little gulps of air. He couldn't delude himself into believing that this was the looting in the face of a citywide blackout. This wasn't even a full-blown riot. This was the same phenomenon as on the airplane, and in the stairwell, but on an epic scale. This, Mason concluded, without the merest shadow of a doubt, was sheer insanity. Suddenly he wanted nothing more than to be back upstairs in his apartment. Home was safe. Home was his kingdom. Once inside, he could lock the door, throw the bolt, latch the chains, hunker down, and ride out this madness. He turned back to the door, and was just about to grab for the handle when a face appeared inches away. He gave a startled gasp and shied back before he realized the face was on the other side of the glass. And what a face it was, 